So what, when do you give up and when do you not? So I asked these successful people, I said, hey, um, everybody has had that moment in their career, their journey where they were like, man, I just, it's not working. And do I throw in the towel or do I go three feet more? This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem in the Rocky Mountain region, featuring the founders, funders, and contributors, and most importantly, the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital, and on today's show, we're going to have some fun. (laughs) Listener discretion advised. In fact, it may get a little crazy because I am so excited to have as a guest, Joseph Hecker, who I believe... Joseph, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, your official title is Startup Addict, I think, right? Col- Colorado Startup Addict, is that right? I have an addiction. I have an addiction. <laughs> I've got 23 tech companies right now. I run the nonprofit. I've got a media broadcasting company, and I just became COO of a trade association. So I've got I've got an addiction problem. That's all. Okay. Well, if, if I'm sure there's a 24th on the way if you've already got 23. It right? will happen by the end of this call. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the episode today. We just met, uh, which is exciting. Um, and what I'd really love to do to begin to you know just let let your let our audience know a little bit about you is tell us your story. Who who are where did the startup addict come from and where, how did he end up in Denver? Yeah, so I did not even know what the term entrepreneurship meant um, well into my second startup. I, um, <laughs> I had grown up with a mom who did taxes from home. I had a dad who worked a day job, but then also uh, tried to do a welding business on the side. And um, so I knew small business. Mm-hmm. I knew small business fairly well. Um there was no such thing as side hustle. I, I just turned 45. Uh, so there were terms that I did not know about. Um, my first startup, uh, I launched it wrong. I launched it as a small business hmm. and I blew through $283,000 no, $283, of my personal savings Oh wow! and ended up poor. Um, me and my kids moved into a one and a half bedroom apartment in Santa Ana after moving out of an eight bedroom condo in Anaheim Hills. I lost all three of my Mercedes. I lost oh, wow. all of my toys. Uh, and by August of 2013, I was huddled on the floor with my kids in front of a laptop uh, because I couldn't get my things out of storage. And I only had a hundred dollars left in my account. Wow. Uh, later on, I would go on to dive into the, to the tech ecosystem and uh in orange county california okay and i would get involved with one million cups and go hit all the different chapters and and i went on to raise in total to date over 4.2 million dollars for my startups um but i've had on my teams the brand strategists from adobe the director of marketing for the honda center the president of tech ghost angels the founder of bright white the cto of gateway computers the CFO of Olaclip, developers from Nortel Systems, Toyota, Google, and Amazon. So I'll tell you as we get into it, uh, if you haven't found your startup ecosystem, that was a game changer. Mm. Finding finding the ecosystem, finding the community, is as a as a game changer. It it, it is it is life. People have said uh, your network is your net worth. 
that it is absolutely true. Joseph, what about, you know, I think this is a, this is a, um, I mean, thank you for sharing, sharing the, the, the kind of the humble beginnings of your story. And I think it's important because maybe not to that extreme, but I think a lot of founders go through those, those downs. There's the lows are low and the highs are high. Um, but for you to experience that sort of a, a life event, uh, what made you, what made you want to keep after it or do it again or do it 22 more times after that? Yeah. I mean, so I, I didn't know what entrepreneur was. Uh, that first time around, I was just, um, I was a guy who thought I had this idea and I, I went after it and, and, um, for a little bit more background, have you been to Vegas? Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you been to the Cosmopolitan? I have beautiful hotel. I've never stayed so, there. I've never stayed there. Truth be told, oh, people don't. Yeah. People just go to the bar. Yeah, and, it's gorgeous. Uh, drink. Yeah. So I designed the chandelier at the chandelier bar. I designed oh, all the whoa. lighting on the casino floor, and the bulk of my career was custom light fixture design for hotels and casinos. And I've wow. I've managed 250 people uh, on multiple continents. Uh, uh, restructured and reorganized two companies. Uh, in net of 96 million. Um, mm. So like the, the, I had a good background. Um, uh, James Packer, who was briefly engaged at Mariah Carey, offered me a job heading lighting on their entertainment spa- expansion in Perth. Um, mm. I was offered the head of lighting for Kitchen. I had a, a cool career. Um, and then and this is pre 2013. This is what you're discussing, was, discussing right now. Yeah, all the way up until 2010. Okay. Uh, all the way up until 2012. My, my aha moment was in 2010. Okay. Uh, and uh, and then for a year, I called up people in my space and I said, "Hey, I've got this idea, but you know, I want you to poke holes in it because I don't want to go down this route." And then it fails, and it did. It did. It totally failed. It, it it's just because. People didn't really, you know, they couldn't tell me how not to do it. They, they weren't doing it themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, why did I do it again and again and keep doing it and keep doing it? Um, I'll tell you, it is an addiction. Um, plus, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the community is cool. Mm-hmm. The ability to create ideas is so exciting and exhilarating. Uh, I've made a lot of money off of it too. Like, uh, last year I made over $200,000 doing nearly nothing. Um, passive so income. I, yeah. I, I've, I've read you're an expert in passive income and, and maybe yeah. for, for our listeners who don't, don't even know what that is, what, what, what mailbox money is talk, maybe talk about that a little bit as an entrepreneur. Uh, what, what is, yeah. What, what is that? How does it work? So I think people screw this up all the time. Um, and this is a concept that I know I introduce to people all the time. So a lot of startups focus on the problem. They got this problem. They figure they got this solution. Uh, a lot of businesses do the same thing. They, they've got the best cupcake. And everybody puts marketing off to the end. Uh, I've heard, uh, so in the startup world, this is typically a company will, will uh, validate It'll go out and get its initial traction. Uh, it might have even raised money for that. And then they'll come back. And what they'll call it is scaling. Uh, what that really means is, okay, we validated our thing, but now we need more money because we fucked up and did it on 
uh, consider the marketing budget. Uh, now we need to go get in front of people. Now we know how much we actually need to raise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. hope you don't mind the, the cussing. I'm okay. No, I'm okay. hey, it happens all okay. the time on Found in the Rockies. Oh, okay. We know it's kind of a PG. Our listeners know this is a PG-13 audience at least, yeah. yeah. So the founders will say um, uh, scale. And what they're really saying is they didn't realize that they needed more money for, for marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I call... My strategy is turning your customers into your marketers. So when I meet with startups, I ask them all the time. Uh, so it's a wonderful idea. How do you turn your customers into your marketers? And they're like, oh, well, uh, referrals or, you know, people just love my thing. So then they tell everybody about it. And I'm like, that, that's bullshit. That's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a strategy that you can employ. Uh, I believe in things that you can actually do you can replicate that? Like if you can replicate that, then that's something that you can have control over. So yeah, that's like the definition of scale, actually, right? I mean, if you if it's if it's predictably replicable. Well, then I think a lot of times people think if it has the ability to scale, can people join on their own without you having to be there? Yeah. Then true, but I think a lot of times people forget the other part of scale is uh, how much is it going to acquire? How much is it going to cost to get in front of more people? Mm-hmm. And that's the part that's that that you need to figure out. So um, one of my companies is Joining Crowd. It's a digital business card. Mm-hmm. If I were to meet a person and I ordered my business cards on Vistaprint, and I hand that person my Vistaprint business card, Vistaprint isn't part of that equation. I am that person mm-hmm. is, but Vistaprint is not. With Joining Crowd. I'm a part of that equation still. Mm. So my customer is my marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, I just launched, and I told you it was an addiction. Uh, last Friday, I launched a new company called Top of Mind Digital Magazines. And so what this is, is people can go in and they can create their own digital magazines with their own cover, with their own editor's hmm. letter from the editor. They get a feature themselves. And then it also has in all this stock other stories. So when they're done and they hit publish, they get a copy, they get a link to their own magazine mm-hmm. that they then share out because they're actually sharing themselves. They're promoting themselves, but they're bringing all that traffic to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so again, I've turned my customer into my marketer. They're marketing themselves, but they're marketing me. Yeah, so that's the model that I like, uh, and I won't even touch a company if um, if I can't turn my customer into my marketer. It's a great principle. It's a great principle to think about. It's a great principle for founders, uh, you know, to to consider adopting. Yeah, I like it. Oh, it it should be a mind shift for all startups, because um, uh, and Peter from RBC just messaged me the other day. I've been at at their events where I've seen founders come back and ask for for money to scale. And really, they, they're just asking for marketing money. They're going to literally take, I, I saw a company, they were asking for $10 million. They had validated their concept, mm-hmm. and now they needed just $10 million to scale. And and I was I went up to them afterwards, and I was like, so their platform was for the restaurant industry. It was kind of like a, um, uh, it was like Indeed, 
but for the restaurant industry. Sure. Yep. And so I said, hey, so you're, you're asking for that $10 million so you can get in front of more people because your cost of acquisition was $2.71. And it's awesome that you know that. Uh, but you're going to ask for $10 million, and then you're going to hand that money, most of it, right over to Google and mm-hmm. Facebook. And so it's just passed through. You're going to take somebody's hard-earned cash mm-hmm. who believes in your idea, and you're going to hand it to Google mm-hmm. or a marketing company. Mm-hmm. What if you didn't? And what if you didn't need to sell so much of your company? Mm-hmm. And I asked this person, I said, so in the restaurant industry, a person, uh, they use your platform. You spent the $2.71 to get them. So now they're on. They've had the job for, oh, maybe maybe they landed the job interview. Maybe, maybe we start there, right? Mm-hmm. Did your system ask them, hey, how'd that job interview go? Did you get the job? Oh, you did? Well, congratulations. Here's a link. Share it on social media and let your friends know that you got a job using our platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe your system checks in. Hey, now we know that you got the job Uh, a week from then, two weeks from then, a month from then. uh, Ask them again. Hey, are you still on the job? I am. Awesome. Congratulations. You know that only 30% of all restaurant industry workers make it to 30 days. You know, so yep. so share say that it creates a virtuous top. cycle, right? For the for the for customer acquisition and for the you know the the reputation of the company, basically. Yeah, do creative things like maybe have the employee take a, a selfie while on the job and post it through your system. Your mm-hmm. system turns that into a shareable post, and now because that person probably has restaurant worker friends, so why aren't you leveraging your customer to be your marketer? Do it fun, gamify, but but um, don't end it with that you got them. Now they're in your system, and now you're just kind of in this. I hope they stay. Let me go get another one. Mm-hmm. Use them, yep. Le- leverage them. So I, I love that you just shared that anecdote because that kind of checks checks a box on one one of the things that we really like uh, to feature on the show, which is contributors to our ecosystem. So you've already described, you know couple of your companies, couple of the 23, clearly a founder, also a contributor. Now, the mentoring that you do, like this company that you just, the Indeed of Restaurants that you just uh, described, it, would you say like your role with RVC and those, is it is it kind of informal as a mentor in the ecosystem or are you doing more formalized programming and support of founders in the Rockies? So I don't even believe in formal uh, stuff. I don't even like, like coaches. I know Tony, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, um, uh, Dave, um, uh, uh, I hate when I say that I know people and then I forget. The names. Um, <laughs> Dave, but I know Dave, I yeah. know Dave, Good old I know Dave. Dave. Good old Dave, I know Dave. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, so, um, I've had awesome mentors, Jeff Wiener from LinkedIn, Nick Bell, the VP of Snapchat, Michael Jones, the founder of MySpace. I've had awesome mentors and I've never paid for any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just don't even believe in that whole thing. I, I get it. If you pay a person and they've got the extra attention and time for you, and yet they also don't because they've turned this into a business. And most of them to- coaches have like that 20 minute call with you. Mm-hmm. I've hung out with Tom Wren who lived three doors down from Steve jobs. And we used to go what I call food grazing. You know, he would just <laughs> like, be like, Oh, have you ever tried this place? And we'd head off to that spot. So I don't even function that way. Um, as far as talking with people, my buddy Vadim, we're always kicking around things. He just launched um, 
a, a Ukrainian kind of like a farmer's market because at the very onset of everything, he's Ukrainian and he wanted to help out. Hmm. So we iterated through a bunch of different things and we found the, the, the thing that was easy for him to launch and be effective. Hmm. And he's loving that. Um, so when I meet with founders and, and startups, um, I don't even believe in the, like the, the coaching or the formal mm-hmm. mentoring. Um, I've gone through a lot of junk, like the, from the very beginning, like, man, I, it not even, I don't even pretend it wasn't like, Oh yeah, you know, I had this one startup, but then, uh, uh, my next one, no, no, no. I was poor, poor. I, I had a, I, all I could afford was a bicycle and I had a, ride uh 130 miles each week to earn $12 an hour. This was after watching all three of my Mercedes get repoed. Wow. So no, uh, I'm very real about this. And so meeting yeah. with startups, it's just my part giving back because, Hey, I've been down the road before. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of things. And honestly, I learned a lot from the startups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you hit on something there that I think is, is so important because a lot of time, you know, founders recognize that it takes mentors. It takes people who believe in you as a founder, who will support you and not just, you know, formal board relationships, but true mentors, like people that you can call and and not worry, you know, about what you're going to say or what's going to be repeated in the boardroom. But like, what is your advice for creating for a founder that wants to seek that authentic sort of mentorship experience? What advice would you give to founders in the regions for for developing that sort of natural or serendipitous sort of mentor relationship? Reach out and ask. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, um, I know Kathy Ireland. Uh, she runs a $4 billion a year licensing empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known Kathy for a few years now. Uh, just reach out and ask. You, so you reached out to Kathy Ireland and was like, hey, well, uh, it, how did that, that happen? Was, that was a whole other weird weird long story but uh, the the short tagline on it was uh she blew up my twitter account (laughs) okay so yeah it was it was it was weird uh and i thought i didn't think it was actually her uh but (laughs) you thought it was like a a kathy ireland bot or something that was well if you speak she's got a pretty high-pitched voice Uh um and so she left me a voice message and she was like um Hi, Joseph. This is Kathy Ireland. Um, we're on your platform right now. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is so fake. Like, this is, <laughs> that's, why would Kathy Ireland call me? Like, this uh-huh. is dumb. Yeah. So, um, and then I ran into her in, uh, High Point, North Carolina. And, um, and shit, yeah, she actually knew me. It was weird. We hung out the whole day. I got pictures and we've been, friends ever since i called her for multiple projects i i did a series a podcast series called the three foot project so i had um a bunch of people on there randy spelling kathy ireland all kinds of people and and the basis for that podcast was one i i teamed up with um feeding america mm-hmm. uh so i was the first podcaster to team up with feeding america they they didn't know how that relationship would work they just, they just didn't know so they created a the unique URL, feedingamerica.com slash 3FTP. And we put out a series, it was an eight episode series. And, um, and I had on these successful people. And mm-hmm. my question was very simple. Um, 
it was called the three foot project uh and it was based off of the three feet from gold concept you've heard of this right uh i i feel like i have but i don't remember so uh, please i'm sure our listeners will a quick version of it yeah yeah, uh, the story is it was a California miner. He uh, sold his land rights after digging and digging, and and uh, he sold it to the next guy. The next guy dug three feet further and hit the largest vein of gold in California history. So, yeah. what when do you give up and when do you not? Yep. So I asked yep. these successful people. I said, "Hey, um, everybody has had that moment in their career, their journey, where they were like, man, I just it's not working, and do I throw in the towel?" Or do I go three feet more? And so my questions were simple. What was that moment like for you? And how did you overcome it? And the moment for all of them, and I can just give you, you don't even have to listen to the episodes. Uh, it was very simple. They all started out thinking that they had this great idea. They all hit that wall. They all hit it in some way, form, or fashion. Huh. What changed for them was when they realized they couldn't do it themselves and that they needed a, a more of a purpose. When they, when they did it to support a cause or when they did it because of something other than, I think I've got a great idea and I think I'm going to get rich from this. Mm-hmm. When it became a better intention, they brought on other people, they trusted other people, and it had more of a purpose. That's when it, it, it took off for them. I love it. Yeah, I, in fact, I, like as you're telling the story, I'm thinking about a dear, dear friend of mine who this has been his exact journey. He built a tool to help salespeople be more efficient, but then he realized actually this can help addicts recover from substance addictions. And now it's taking off because it has a purpose, right? Same yeah. thing. Like I, ah, I love it. Um, well, amazing. Now we're even, we're summarizing entire podcast series on today's episode of Found in the Rockies. So amazing, amazing, Joseph. Um, I want to go back to, so you've been, it sounds like you've been all over the country, pr- probably all over the world, I would guess. But Dude, I've snorted Coke with Macklemore. I've um, <laughs> stayed up till 5.30 in the morning taking whiskey shots with Julian Lennon. I've slept with a couple of uh, 90s supermodels that I, uh, I had on a Sports <laughs> Illustrated calendar. I've had the wackiest <laughs> ride ever. And and you and so I want to know how did you end up in Denver? That's what I want to know. Uh, that's a, I hope my ex doesn't hear this one, but I I, I broke up with my ex in Virginia. Okay. Uh, I I had been filming out here and it's not a good reason. So I hope uh, I will okay. get judged hey. for this one. It's I, no. I will get judged. No for judgment. It. No judgment on found in the Rockies. I'm 45 and the girls out here are hot and like <laughs> 27 ish so um yeah so it wasn't a it wasn't for the hiking i'm not a hiker it wasn't (laughs) for the weather it was for denver has some amazingly hot chicks so if you're a founder and you're like hey where can i you know find hot chicks denver I, Joseph, I admire you for your honesty. Uh, it is, that's amazing that you said it. And it's funny too, because we hear so much on this episode. Why are people coming to Colorado and why are people coming to Montana and Wyoming? And it's usually the outdoors, but you're just being honest and I love it. Well, the girls are outdoors too. There you go. Yeah. It's it's all part of the same thing. It's all, yeah. It's all part of the draw. That's awesome. That's great. So, uh, tell me about shifting gears a little bit. Tell me about Tech Alley. And is this something that you started uh, in in Denver? And I know there's locations in Reno and Vegas as well. I think. Is yeah. Right? So, um, so Josh Levitt is the founder of Tech Alley. Um, okay. 
And Josh, it's the, he, when I'm not there, he tells this story of uh, Josh used to run a, a coding school in Las Vegas. And one day this guy walked in and asked him, you know, uh, what is punch code? And Josh said, oh, it's a coding school. And that guy said, well, um, you know, where is the tech ecosystem in, uh, in Las Vegas? And Josh was like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, what do you mean by the ecosystem? And I was like, well, oh, so it was me. Uh, I was the dude. <laughs> ah, I see. I see. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, well, you know, where do where does the startup ecosystem meet? Like where in, in Menlo Park, you've got Sand Hill and you've got, you know, you've got different kind of gathering spots. Where's that spot in Vegas? So we kind of uh, met up and had a few conversations and really kind of fleshed this out. And then Josh did the thing that sets startups and um, founders apart from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Josh actually did something about it. And he went with it and he formed Tech Alley and he made partnerships and he teamed up with the city and he formed the organization. He formed it as a nonprofit and he did all those things that people who have good ideas tend to not do. He actually did it. Mm. Um, and then he expanded it into Reno. And then early in 2021, around spring of 2021, I called him up and I was like, man, I, I really want to plug into something, but I want to plug in something that already has a playbook. Mm -hmm. So um, so we decided to bring Tech Alley out to Denver. Very cool. I see. So it so it uh, it started and it started elsewhere and then you brought it to Denver. And then what uh, give us the flavor for like what 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 the initiative is, how it works, what it does and what your involvement is. Uh, did you make it out to have you made it out to Startup Week? I have. Oh, in fact, uh, Denver, Denver Startup Week. Yeah, it's incredible. It's why it's probably one of the best uh, startup events. Uh, and I mean this very sincerely that I've I've most meaningful, just like great content, great people. Everybody shows up. It, it's one of the most meaningful, I think, in the country. Yeah. So, and, and it is, it's, it's amazing. Um, uh, for those who have not been, it's uh, an, an entire week yep. of breakout sessions, panels, people fly in. Uh, there's great networking. People come out of the woodworks for this. Everybody. Diversity, inclusion. Yep. The panels have top-notch people. And from those panels, you get to hear about products and apps and things that you didn't even know about. And then you get to ask them about it. Um, the knowledge, the information, the networking, the opportunity is amazing. Totally agree. And then Saturday, there's nothing. Uh, then Saturday, there's maybe Meetup if you're on Meetup. There's Facebook events if you're on Facebook events. Yep. Um, the access to that type of information immediately shifts over to Techstars for their 11-week incubator, Rocky Venture Club for their Hyper Accelerator, and then you get to only be, if you're lucky, to be one of 10 people to join an accelerator or an incubator, then maybe you're going to get that kind of information. Tech Alley could be, should be, would be, Startup week every month. Ah, so it's the continuity. It's not the flash in the pan, which is amazing, but it's a flash in the pan. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, I see. So it's every month. And every what's the. Every month we host it for free. I've got up to 40 locations that will let us use their space. 
I, uh, me and Josh cover coffee and lunch. We've, cool. for the past several months, had a, a happy hour sponsor, Loco Plus, which is new to Colorado as well. Um, and it's free for everybody. It's free for speakers. If you, um, if you have a resource, if you're a marketing company, if you're an attorney, if you uh, have some sort of service or thing that you can provide for the startup ecosystem, you can host a panel discussion, a presentation. Um, it, it's yours. You get a 45-minute session to engage with people. People attending, on our first one, we had 28 speakers, seven speakers per session. So people could show up for the real estate panel Let's stick around for the uh, NFT panel. Um, and cool. so it was just like Startup Week, but it's um, every month. I love it. I'm going to have to get down for one of those. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Hey. If anybody would like to speak, I can I can facilitate up to 40 different um, speakers every hour. So we could technically have 120 speakers per day. And the VFW over in the Santa Fe Arts District has said we could use their space too. They've got three floors. We could technically host 900 people every hour just at the VFW. So we could, as a community, this is this is the communities. If nobody shows up, it's nothing. If everybody mm-hmm. shows up, it's amazing. So it's really up to the community of whether they want to use it or not. I think that that's great. And, and we'll also uh, make sure we put... Uh, a link to uh, to Tech Alley in the uh, show notes so people can uh, find it there if, if you like what you hear. Yeah. Um, awesome. What about, tell me about uh, something you just launched. I think it's called Startup Stories. Is that right? So, Stories, tell me about that. Yeah, so the mission of Tech Alley is very simple. In fact, I mean, it's just me and Josh kind of evolving this whole thing, but um, we're just there to help startups. I had a passion for it anyhow. This, I, I give away my time all the time. Um, so with this, with the Tech Alley, that's an extension of that. Um, it's a nonprofit, 5013C. Um, so we, we just both are passionate about this space. And so we're always looking for ways of how do we serve the ecosystem better? Um, uh, well, we've got a podcast section on there. So uh, after this, we'll definitely be adding you on to that podcast sec- the section because people should yeah. be able to discover things how they want to. Um, and there's just a lot of things within any ecosystem that could use some help. So mm-hmm. um, we launched Startup Stories. Startup Stories lets it's free. Uh, people can go in and essentially fill out a questionnaire uh, that, that serves as like a, an interview. Mm-hmm. And then our system converts that into a shareable um, uh, interview called Startup Stories. And so I think we've got one guy who... Um, we did his startup story and he's got over 3,800 impressions on, on LinkedIn alone. Um, nice. So it's completely free. We just launched um, the launch announcement. You know, um, startups don't usually use press very well. Um, you know, a hundred startups could have started today. Uh, how do, how would I know about them? Unless I'm so big, I end up in tech crunch or tech buzz or, something cool like that, or I end up on your podcast, like, you know, how, <laughs> yeah. how would anybody know about that I started a startup today? Yep. Well, well for I'll tell free, you. people can go on there and they can, they can uh, put together a launch announcement. 
and they can love it. have an article that it's almost like a press release. But you were going to say, what was it? Yeah, no, I, I was, I was going to say, I think this is phenomenal because this is what I feel like this is one of the only truly missing ingredients uh, in, in our, in our ecosystem in the Rockies is like, these stories aren't being told enough. These, these, the visibility of founders in this ecosystem is just not what it should be based on the level of accomplishment, determination, drive, and the stories of these people are amazing. And that's what, that's why this podcast exists. Those are the stories we want to tell. And I'm, I'm, I'm super, super excited to learn that you're, you're doing the same to help really boost the, the stories of, of founders in our ecosystem. And we say that too, because I had a guy reach out to me yesterday and he's like, you know, uh, how much does this cost? And, and I was like, free. And he's like, free, nothing's ever free. You know, why, uh, you know, why are you doing this? And I was like, because I think startups are pretty amazing. I think, yeah. uh, whether, whether you gave it a go, I think the fact that you gave it a go is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. So why should it be hard to share that? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, this is, we've got that. We just, um, later on tonight, I'll be adding. So when this airs, it mm-hmm. should be well baked in. Yeah. Uh, we are adding on uh, pitch decks. So strangely enough, uh, and this all came from a buddy of mine, uh, Daniel Lowe, who owns Metadyne. He messaged mm-hmm. me and sent me this link. This company is trying to charge $4,000 a month as like a retainer thing to create your pitch decks for you. And I was like, oh, that's sucks and we're in the wrong business man like man you can charge startups four grand for this like that's that's awesome i don't know what yeah. kind of startups these are but they're like, and and definitely driving yeah. startups i know i was just saying i'm i'm selling i'm selling water out of the faucet for five dollars a glass too and, and that's not even the, as good of a margin <laughs> no that was, so so i saw that he sent me that today and i was like oh this is stupid so i created Tonight it'll be on there and it'll be ready to go tomorrow. I'll start pimping it out, but uh, where you'll be able to go in and fill out a form and mm-hmm. create a shareable pitch deck. Super cool. Yeah. So hey, yeah, I, so we'll put a link to that too. By the time this airs, like you said, it'll be it'll be well baked. So we'll we'll put a link to that as well. And ours is free. Uh, it's, yeah. Because uh, the way wow. the way tap water should be free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What, uh, tell me about Joseph, tell me about what are your thoughts on the ecosystem? We've already said it's got a great dating scene. Okay. That's a plus for young founders. Uh, we got that good for singles and co-eds. Uh, what about, uh, what else, what else is great about Colorado? So self, self founders on Colorado, why should they move there? Why should they be, uh, you know, start their companies there? So, uh, and, and, and this will sound like I'm not answering that correctly. Um, so I, and when in June of 2021, June of 2021, uh, we had just kind of reopened up and I was volunteering over at 1 million cups Denver and we were struggling to get people to show up and no sponsors, the sponsors in June of 2021 restaurants who normally are sponsors and bars who are normally sponsors, they didn't have enough staff. They were overworked and they didn't need marketing because they were slammed. Um, so I put together this event called uh, Restarting the Startup Community over at Commons on Champa. And uh, we had guys from Bunker Labs and Denver Angels and a bunch of people. And, and we said, hey, so we've never shut down before. Um, you know, 
what's it's going to be like? I, I brought in organizers. I brought in heavy hitters to let's let's put our brains together. And Paul Foley from Denver Angels and uh, Colorado Startups was like, Joe, we don't have a problem. Um, during COVID, we moved over to Zoom and we've, we've got amazing deals. Um, so, so put that, put a pin in that. Now, fast forward, I was over at an RVC, uh, event last year and they had Brad, um, oh, I'm blank on his name, not Brad Feld, but, but Brad, um, Brad Pitt? No, that would be cool too. With, with you, I, I just, I would expect it. I mean, at, at this point, I, I <laughs> anyway, I'm his sorry. name, but he, he's yeah. cited in, in, uh, Brad's startup communities. Okay. Uh, he runs the CU Boulder, CU Denver entrepreneurship program that's, uh, put out 140 businesses and over $3 billion in revenue. Brad uh, Werner? No, um, okay. Oh, let's see if I can find him. That's okay. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> so he, um, so he was talking at the event, and he, uh, and and I asked him at the end of it, you know, what um, the, and we were struggling with some things in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently in the ecosystem, like I said, Startup Week was amazing, but then immediately afterwards, the access to information. To let's say I start up my startup, where do I go? Where do I go to learn about pitch decks, about mm-hmm. equity distribution, uh, the the importance of building a, a good founding team? Where do I even go find some co-founders? Yeah. Uh, there's there's not pedigree around here. When I go out to events, you can go out to an event anytime this week. You can find stuff on Meetup. You you could probably find an event to go to at least one night a week, Monday through Friday. You probably could. When you get there, you're going to find uh, financial guys who are trying to sell you financial services. You're going to find some life insurance guys. You know, There's always lawyers there, right? Yeah. yeah you're not really going to find the founders. Um, yeah, on yeah. my second startup, I was able to find the brand strategist from Adobe, the director of marketing for the Honda Center, the president of Tech Coast Angels, all these cool people. And you're not finding them here. And, uh, and then for the events that are going on, there's no education. There's no panel discussion. There's nobody leading that, Mm -hmm. um, to find that you've got to go to, you know, uh, uh, a, um, who's founders and founder Institute. They might, um, Diane might put on an event and then you'll hear a panel. You might go to, um, RBC. They're going to have the hyper accelerator. Uh, I encourage people to apply. They do amazing things. Mm-hmm. But it should be also happening out in the public. On a Tuesday, you should be right. able to go attend a, a panel from a Sequoia group on, you know, the, the what's going on in the venture capital world. Like, Right, because it, isn't, it, isn't it so true? It's like so much of what happens in the early stage tech company or venture capital world, it's constantly evolving and changing. Like actually startups are constantly evolving and changing and probably the only thing changing quicker than startups are the environment that they're in. And so it's like, how do we stay up to date? How do we stay educated on it? I mean, when you're doing it every day as your job, it's a little bit easier to stay up on it. But even then it's, it's hard. Like I have trouble stay keeping up on things. It's, uh, uh, and now I, so for that pe- person coming to Colorado, there are a lot of great resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, is finding them. 
and then gathering them. Startup Week did an amazing job of it, but but we need more of that. We need it yeah. happening. Uh, startups don't wait. Uh, Commons on Champa has this like um oh I forget it's like this program. And here's the problem with programs, and even the problem with like the use the 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 university entrepreneurship programs. If I'm a startup, I don't want to wait till next semester to to see my idea through. Um, yep. I had an idea on Friday and I registered my company at one o'clock in the morning and, and I've already got customers. Like I, I'm not waiting for some program mm-hmm. uh, that's going to happen in three months to start my startup. Startups are fluid. They, they're, they're inventive people. And I would say the biggest problem with the Colorado ecosystem right now is for the freaking life of me, everybody in this ecosystem thinks that like, oh, I can solve that with a program. Fuck your program. Get your program out into the public. Team yeah. up with crazy people like yeah. Dan Lowe who does Pitch Nights or um, uh, Nick Cam- Campion who does um, uh, One Million Cups. Investors should be more active. Uh, and instead of thinking, how do I get people over to my thing? Be better community partners. Get out into the public. Go team great up with advice. other people. Team up with the crazies. I love it. That's great yeah. advice. It's great advice. Um, we're just about out of time, but I do have two more quick questions I want to make sure we get to. First of all, do you have any... I love to ask... I usually ask our guests this question. I'm especially excited to ask you this question, I got to say. Crystal ball predictions. Anything you're thinking, like what's coming in the next, you know, call it year, two years, anything you're either, you know, region wise, crystal ball prediction, something you're seeing happening or just something in tech or something in marketing or like predict the future for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I hope people are listening. I hope I hope the community leaders of this space are listening. Pull your head out of your ass, quit trying to do this shit alone, and partner up with people. That's what a real community does. Now, Colorado will say that they that what's awesome about Colorado is we all work well together. That's bullshit. Everybody wants you to come over to their party. Mm. They don't. Um, and Rich from, um, oh, not Sweater Ventures. Um, oh, sorry. Rich about Malloy? This. Yeah, Rich, Rich Malloy. Malloy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, springtime ventures. Springtime, yeah. Um, he uses this analogy about uh, um, uh, being a junior high dance. Nobody wants to to step out onto the dance floor, right? Yeah. Step out on the damn dance floor. That's the only spot that you're going to be able to meet other people, yeah. get to dancing, and have fun. Otherwise, you're just some lame junior high kids huddled around the wall doing dumb shit. So yeah. now I don't know if Colorado just has an independence problem. Uh, Colorado is like, oh, they're fiercely independent, uh, but they act like they get along well, and they do get along. They don't talk shit about each other. I'm talking more shit than I've ever heard, uh, but they also don't dance well. They're not getting out on the dance floor. Get out on the dance floor. Go right. partner with other event organizers. Go do more shit. Uh, go do stupid shit. Go put weird shit together. Go try shit, but uh, they're standing around the wall, and they're like, isn't this a great party? And you're like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Get out on the dance floor and it. bust out the robot. Do a yeah. lawn on the floor. Do something stupid. The lawnmower? Uh, the lawnmower yeah. is my move. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So All let's right. do more let's things. Do so uh, my prediction is unless 
unless they leave the wall. Uh, everybody's going to stand around thinking that we've got this really good thing, and yet uh, we don't. We really don't. We do it in bits and pieces, but we could do an awesome job. We could teach the world how to do startups right. Brad Feld is amazing, but I don't know the last time he's come out to an event. And that book is old now. Uh, the book talks about, uh, you know, the coffee shop meet us. That's cute. We don't do that anymore. You're, we're more likely to meet up over at Improper City and go grab a beer. All and, right. You know, so. Maybe you should work with Brad on the next edition. Oh, huh? I message him. He, believe me, <laughs> I tagged him on shit today on LinkedIn. Oh, that's uh, great. And he's emailed a few times. Probably more likely to say, hey, dude, cut it out. But, uh, but we don't have that anymore. We need, yeah. we need something. And uh, that book Call to action. Cool. I love it. But it's not really true anymore. We gotcha. had this little thing that came and it disrupted everything called COVID. And mm-hmm. prior to COVID, the center for the startup ecosystem was hands down Boulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, post COVID, I would say that, um, you know, it's more like Denver, but yeah. we don't have a Brad Feld. We don't have somebody leading it. There are not. If you really distill the, the startup community's book down, Brad is really talking about, you could highlight them. It's about five people that he mm-hmm. talks about who really built that Boulder mm-hmm. ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the ones throwing the events. Boulder's tiny. Uh, Denver's not. And so we don't have those five people. Even if we had five people, we need like 30. We need yeah. like 30 people to really be like the Boulder ecosystem. Uh, and we're struggling to get those people. Well, if I'm reading the tea leaves on your prediction, your crystal ball moment, it's, it's a call to action. Yeah. But you're also saying there needs to be a Brad Feld in Denver. And I, I, he, I don't know. Joseph Hecker sounds like a good candidate to be <laughs> an instigator in Denver. I don't already... encourage my kids to follow me, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, last question. Uh, and it's, I always try to go with something fun or something personal. And for you, what I'd like to know is what is something that our listeners would be maybe surprised to know about you having listened to you for the past 45 minutes? And my guess would be, do you play the violin or... <laughs> No, I, oh, uh, I thought that would uh, be perfect. <laughs> ukuleles, yeah. Um, oh, you do play uh, the ukulele. Okay, no, but what's something a, interesting? I will tell a story about that though. So, um, so when my kids and my kids as of right now are, are twenty three and twenty four, um, and when they were when they were little, I used to play the guitar for them. I would read them a story and then play the guitar until they fell asleep. I heard that it was good, you know, those simple sounds were good for their brain, kind of like defrag their brain. So, so fast forward, my, my oldest, I guess both of them were in high school at this point. So I'm at home and they come running in the door with all their friends and Tyler's got this guitar and he's like, dad, dad, Lorenzo's dad just gave me his classic guitar. He's like, here, can you play it? And he hands it to me and I go, oh shit, kid. Um, I don't know how to play guitar. And he was like, what? Uh, I told everybody that you, and this it's the reason Lorenzo's dad gave him the guitar was because uh, he said the story about like how my dad used to play yeah. the guitar for me to, you know, every night and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, kiddo, um, that guitar had like three strings and uh, I don't know how to play this. I don't even know what a chord is on a, on a guitar, but you were so little, you had no idea. So I, I was like, a, I was like a rock star. 
So mm-hmm. on that day was the day that I, I burst their bubble. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, life ain't always what it's cracked up to be, huh? That's right. You never know. You never know what you're going to get, in the words of Forrest Gump. Uh, So, first of all, Joseph, I just want to thank you for being on the episode. I've got to say, I mean, we're only at episode 50-something. I I could imagine, even by episode 250, I would be shocked if we have a more intriguing guest with a more intriguing story. I really enjoyed uh, having you today. Definitely an instigator in our ecosystem. And I think if we ever decided to do like an 18-hour episode... You'd probably be the first person I'd call because I'm sure we could fill it. I could talk you through 19 of those hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not it, short on words or stories. Yeah. But I, I just really great to get to know you a little bit. Look forward to meeting you in person and seeing you soon in Denver. And just at, on, on a closing note, um, could you please just tell our audience a little bit more about where they can find you uh, and perhaps maybe Tech Alley online? Yeah, definitely. So it's uh, techalleydenver.org. So that's a great one. Um, I also do a podcast. It's called the Join In Crowd Podcast. So you can go to Join In Crowd joinincrowdpodcast dot um, and then LinkedIn. Hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm um I'm a social media hooker. Awesome startup addict and social media hooker. Thanks, Joseph. It's, you know it's it's a it's a grimy life, but it's just grimy. There's no but. It's just grimy. Yeah, yeah. you're a great guy to do it. Thanks for being on the show. Definitely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to nextfrontiercapital.com to get transcripts, links, and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop every two weeks. We'll see you next time. Thank you.